Welcome to Real Life Christianity with Deacon John Lozano. This podcast is about real life and living it in the light of the gospel. Real things, everyday things, relationships at home and work, real issues that the world presents every day. The complexities, difficulties, joys and aspirations of being human. Deacon John is a real guy. A deacon, but also a husband, a dad, a businessman, as well as an experienced counselor, educator, and author. And Deacon John invites us to come as you are as he brings the transformative power of the gospel down from the clouds to real life, your life. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood in their midst. Peace be with you, he said to them. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven and those you retain are retained. Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be with you. And he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Bring your hand to put it into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord.
Today's scene, the disciples are together and the doors are locked. It says it twice. And it's really not a pretty scene. There is serious, palpable fear. There's egregious failure. It's profound self-recrimination. And you've got to expect a stinging blame of one another. No, it's not pretty. <laughs> it's actually pretty ugly. St. Augustine says of, of sin, that sin is to be caved in on oneself. To be caved in on yourself. Locked in. In Luke's gospel, it says when Jesus came into that room, they were terrified. Why? He's back. Uh-oh. The shoe's dropping. Hey, we abandoned him. One of us betrayed him. One of us denied him. We all left him for dead, alone, to die. Only one of us was there with some women, you know, back then the weaker sex. Not in this case. They knew who the weak ones were. And there was a lot of shame. What did they expect? He's back for revenge. Because that's all they knew. That's all we know. That's what we expect. When you let someone down, they give it back. Jesus comes and says, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. So where you and I caved in on ourselves, locked in. I don't know, I'm just not like other people, these church people. I got a lot of issues. I'm not all that together like these other folks, like everybody else. It's me. Hey, I've got a lot of questions. I'm like this Thomas guy. I'm rational and scientific mind. I'm skeptical and I question. You can't come in here. Hey, I've done bad things. I think bad things. Wish bad things. I've had bad things done to me. I've got shame in me. Guilt. Not here. Hey, you know, this faith, this being a Catholic, that's, that's edgy for me. It's hard for me. I don't get all this. I don't want to be that invested. I'm going to stay on the sidelines. I'm going to observe. 
So what does Jesus say to you and me in these cases? When we say, hey, I'm not like other people, Jesus says, peace. Peace be with that. Peace be with you. Well, I've got a lot of questions. He says, peace. Peace be with you. I've done bad things. Peace be with you. I keep my distance. This peace, peace, which means to be well and whole, be with you. That's what he says to us. You know, in this gospel, he just gives them the Holy Spirit. He breathes his spirit, his mercy on them. He never mentions their failure. There's no mention of it. It's as if he doesn't see it because he doesn't. He sees you. He sees me. You know, there's this picture you may have seen growing up. I've seen it. It's, a, it's an old religious uh, painting, actually. And there's a, a guy on the inside uh, behind a door, and he's huddled, he's depressed, he's in fear, it's dark, door's closed. There's a handle on it. But on the outside, there's Jesus, and he's often depicted with a lantern, you know, knocking on the door, and the light's coming. But there's no door handle on Jesus' side. And so we all know the message. You got to open it and let him in. It's up to you. Yes, that's a truth. But there's a truth missed. In this gospel, Christ enters the closed door. Christ enters the closed doors and comes in anyway on his own through the locked door. This image of Christ going through the locked doors is perhaps the most consoling within our entire faith. To put it simply, it means that God can help us even when we cannot help ourselves. He can help us even when we cannot help ourselves. Where we're locked in and we can't get out. Friends, there is no uh, personal private hell or wound, or fear, or sadness, or bitterness, or shame, that God's love cannot or will not enter. There's no God-free zone in our life that he will not enter and breathe his peace and his mercy his very self into us. I'm going to end with a story that was told me many years ago uh, by a guy I knew in a church. 
and he gave me permission to use it in a homily. His name was Joe, let's say, and he was a, a great guy. He was a member of a church I was a part of. He was kind of like a salt of the earth, good family man, always helped other people out, was at all the functions in the church, but he was really quiet, didn't talk much, so I, I didn't know him, and I didn't know how he got to be this kind of good man. So one day we were uh, at a Christmas party, and maybe because he had a couple of drinks, <laughs> he just opened up to me and shared his story. And his story is this. When he was a young man, he was drafted into the army and ended up in Vietnam. And another fellow he met, we'll call him Tommy, uh, became uh, fast friends, best friends. And when he spoke of Tommy, Joe's eyes would just light up. His face would light up. He just loved this guy. He thought he was the best human he'd ever met. In fact, he was in the seminary and before he got drafted, he left the seminary, got drafted, he's in Vietnam, he decided he was going to go back and become a priest, and Joe said he, was, he would have made the best priest. He was the best person I'd ever met. So one day there's a, a firefight, and uh, Joe gets hit and falls, and Tommy comes running over to save him. And Tommy gets hit and falls. So Joe crawls over to Tommy and holds him in his arms. And Tommy dies in his arms. And Joe told me that at that moment, he was filled with anger. Filled with anger. He hated life. hated people. He hated God. After Vietnam, he went home and uh, would kind of go out at night to bars and start fights, punch people. He was this big guy, so he was probably pretty ugly. So this went on for a while, fight after fight after fight. Then one day, he starts a fight, punches somebody. The guy gets up, pulls out a 45, and shoots him in the side. He falls down. Police come, ambulance come. They put him in the hospital, patch him up, and throw him in jail. So Tommy's sitting in jail with two broken ribs filled with anger. And this thought came across, this is Joe, I mean, came across Joe's mind. He thought to himself, Tommy did not die for this. Tommy didn't die for this. And Jesus did not die for And he met him. He met him there. And what struck me so much wasn't the beauty of the conversion, but where it happened. In a jail cell with two broken ribs and filled with anger is where he met him. Because this is the God for whom there is no locked door or no locked cell that he, Christ, cannot enter. And he entered his. And he enters ours. In fact, he's already there.
thank you for listening and for sharing the good news with Deacon John, who asks you to come back often and support him by subscribing, by rating the site, and please share our site with others in your circle.